<clears throat> so we are moving into Luke chapter 17. We are, yeah. And and as we're seeing Jesus um, progressing, remember back in chapter 9, he set his face toward Way Jerusalem. Back in chapter nine. And, and he's now we're, we're at a place where it's progressing pretty rapidly. We're, well, we're, you know, we're like three days away from Jerusalem. Right, like you just said, you know, we're in 17 and, and you're just looking off the off, off the air. Uh, there's only 24 chapters in Luke. So right, yeah. We're and, get, and, we're getting and the there. last several are the Passion Week. Right. So, you know, he's, he's getting closer and the teaching that he has for his disciples is shifting gears right. a little bit. Right. So they know who he is. They get it. Now he's teaching more and more about the kingdom and the nature of things, um, the way they will need to conduct themselves mm-hmm. after he's gone mm-hmm. um, to to understand the attitudes and the behaviors that are suitable for Christ followers. Uh, and gratitude and humility are things that we see a lot. Forgiveness is a huge thing that we see uh, a lot. Um, and then even, you know, the later port, portion of chapter 17, he's moving into end times sort of things. So mm-hmm. here's when the kingdom comes in its fullness, here are some things to look for. But, um, but in this first half of, of the chapter, um, he talks about holy living, um, talks about temptation and uh, what faith and duty are about, you know, the, the difference in it. Um, and he, he has this parable, uh, it's not really a parable, it's a, an actual story that Luke records of Jesus, as they're on their way to Jerusalem, Jesus heals these 10 lepers. And I think a lot of us are familiar with the story. He heals 10 of them from this leprosy, this basically life-ending disease. Everything mm-hmm. about your life now is is taken away from you. And only one of them comes back to thank him. And so there is a there's a picture in this of this interestingly also well I'm probably getting ahead of myself but it's interesting that this is a Samaritan that comes back so of all these lepers the only one that comes back is a foreigner not a Jew the one who who does not uh, according to the the Jewish expectation they don't know God maybe they do but but they would never been recognized as right. that through them uh, even if they were worshiping the God of of the Bible the God of Israel. They just weren't going to be accepted at that point, and and Jesus says at the end, was no one found to return to give praise to God except this foreigner? So he he acknowledges, he recognizes uh, the the foreign status the, uh, of this person, and Luke is always very keenly aware of these details of the outsider details, <clears throat> as a uh, a Gentile himself, the only Gentile writer of Scripture, as. Um, the one who's focusing in, we'll see in a couple of chapters in, in Luke 19.10, what many of us would consider the, the theme verse that the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. That is constantly repeated throughout here. And so uh, we see that here. He heals them. One of them comes back, and, and the point uh, has to do with his faith, but not just his faith in the healing, but his faith expressed in gratitude that, that we'll see there. So um, one of the things that's kind of a kicker that, that really hits us and we'll be talking about uh, pretty probably <laughs> probably more than I um, will plan to because I'll start to get upset and I'll have to rant about it a little bit. Don't drink coffee. I will try to limit my coffee. <clears throat> um, 
is at the very beginning of chapter 17, Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to sin, temptations, are bound to come, but woe to that person through whom they come. It would be better for him to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around his neck than for him to cause one of those little ones to sin. So watch yourselves. Dang. Yeah. So it's it's pretty heavy, you know. Literally, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is saying you will be better off drowned in the ocean, sleeping with the fishes, sleeping with the fishes with your cement galoshes <laughs> on. Um, I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> than to lead somebody astray, to right. lead them into sin, and and that's an epidemic right now in our world. But that's focusing. The interesting thing here is not on the person committing the sin, right? Yeah. But the person encouraging them to commit this. You know, and we've talked about that quite a bit with with sinful activity, particularly as we see the moral revolution uh, that that is continuing to take place in our society um, where evil is good and good is evil and there are no rules and do whatever you want. The only thing that really matters is your personal autonomy and nobody can tell you what to do. And if God really exists and really does love you, he wants you to be happy. So, you know, you know, if... A, a Christian person disagrees with my lifestyle. They don't have a problem with me. They have a problem with my creator. That was in the news recently. So when we see those types of things, um, Jesus is speaking directly into that. And he's, and he's saying this to his disciples. Your job as my followers, as my devotees, as my disciples, is to lead people in the path of life. Mm-hmm. If you lead them in a different path, if you cause them to sin, woe to you in a very condemning sort of way. So this is a very stern warning. It, clearly, as we see with everything else, there is a crowd that hears it. There is the, right. the Pharisees that hear it. They're still in the same context. He's speaking to his disciples. But, but he let, knows, let the rest right. of you be warned as well. Pharisees who have purported to be the teachers of Israel, you are the keepers of the law. And yet, you've missed out on the law. He just got done saying that earlier in 16. You, you know, this the law hasn't gone away. You're trying to find these shortcuts around it. Mm-hmm. The crowd is trying to find this more uh, libertarian or antinomian kind of a concept where there is no law. That's antinomian is no law. So we got, you know, all morality goes out the window. That's our, our current state. And we're teaching that in churches as well. And it's not just... You know, it's not just LGBT plus agenda. Uh, it's that for now, several decades, we have churches, mainline Protestant churches in the United States, who have been teaching that the um, the sexual standards, the uh, all all the moral standards, but the sexual standards in particular of the church, well, they're kind of outdated. So, you know. You probably it's it's fine for you to live together without being married. That's the only way you're going to know if this is going to work out anyway. And if things don't go well in your marriage, you know it's fine. We'll just you know we'll it's expected. I, I just saw an article by a supposedly Christian uh, person. I didn't read all of it, but basically the nutshell version of it was that there there's a lot of good that can come out of divorce. Divorce can be really good for you if and if you don't. Uh, if your marriage doesn't work out, well, that in itself can be virtuous and, and good and right. Jesus does not feel that way at all. And, and Let says, me tell you something. <laughs> God, God does not change his standards. So when we're talking about um, when we're talking about sin, it's always going to be here. People are always going to sin. We always have had that. Just like when when Jesus says at one point. Um, the poor you will always have with you, but you won't always have me. What he's not saying is it's okay for you to ignore the poor. Right. He's not saying it's okay for you to cause someone to be poor because you know the poor you're always going to have with you. Right. And 
and he's clarifying here, look, sin will always be here. Temptation will always be here. Don't be complicit in it. Don't be a part of that. Don't tell people that because you want them to feel good, you want them to feel loved. Don't tell them that something that is bad for them is good for them so that they actually feel like, oh, hey, wow, God really wants me to do this. Now you've just caused them to, uh, to persist in something that offends God, that destroys reality in their lives and actually is keeping them from truth. That is the opposite of loving. Mm -hmm. Jesus says it's better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck and chucked into the ocean than to be in that situation. So he, he throws this at them. Then he talks about forgiveness and, uh, and it gets developed a little bit more uh, elsewhere like in Matthew. But <clears throat> if your brother sins, rebuke him, which sometimes we forget that part. <laughs> you know, if, if somebody sins against you or, or you know, He's, the context here is he's talking about sinning against you. But if they sin, period. If you've got a beef with what somebody's doing, talk to them about it. Mm -hmm. Say, don't do that anymore. That's wrong. <laughs> because that's almost the same as the verse before, where if you don't say anything at all, you're kind of just saying it's okay. Well, that's a really, that, that's a really good application of that. When you see that kind of teaching, it's flowing out of this other thing, right? So we, Jesus has this... If you see something, say something. <laughs> well, that's it's 100% right. Within the church especially, we have a tendency to think, you know, it's nobody else's business. Right. It's all everybody else's business. We are a family. Because We're if you feel together. like it's nobody else's business, it's probably shady. That's right. That, that's You're like eh, there's I a reason that teenagers right. want privacy, right. and it's not usually a wholesome thing. Right. You know, that's we all need a, our, a door on our bedroom. Although my kids never had a door on their bedroom, they only have curtains on their bedroom, so they have privacy within limits. <laughs> <clears throat> and I never put a door frame in, but that's different. Uh, but as we're working through, um, as we're working through, how do we handle stress, conflict, sinful situation? I, mean, I just was listening to Tony Evans talking about every negative situation in your life. Every single one is is a is related to sin, either indirectly or directly. What might it might be your sin, might be somebody else's sin, or might be the presence of sin in the world. But sin is the cause of every negative thing in your life. And I'm thinking, wow, that's mm -hmm. that's big. It's a big. It's, but anyway, uh, so as we're looking at, at how we handle somebody else's sin against us, we need to speak to them directly, not put on our game face push it down inside, and then talk about it with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Not bellyache about it uh, behind closed doors. Not sit and sulk about how badly they've treated us. Say it directly. Get it out there. Get it done. And always speaking truth and love. That's the, the mm -hmm. principle that guides us. But if your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. This it's not talking about measuring their repentance, if they're really repentant or, or if they're not really repentant. But if they seek this forgiveness from you, don't withhold it from them. That's mm -hmm. the point. Mm -hmm. We tend to look for the, the cop-outs. Well, you know, how mm -hmm. can I get my little um, you know, loophole here? Well, they didn't really repent, therefore I don't have to forgive. That's right. the opposite concept of what we're talking about. Right. So, it, it and it's. Easy I have a feeling to we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, so because because we're over time now well, already. That's true, yeah. So. All right, so we will talk more about this next week, and uh, I'm sure we'll have even more questions. I will, I'm sure, after the message on Sunday, so be sure to tune in for that. Uh, we're still working on getting audio fixed for that, but we will we will make that happen. It's so getting better. It is getting better. In some ways. There's no more bacon, which is always sad, but not, <laughs> not from an audio point of view. So thank you guys for listening, and see you next time.